Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. In this episode of The Arrival on Air today, Trez from Wollongong tells her story of how, at age 14, she'd moved out of home and was living with her boyfriend in an abusive relationship. 14. I'm sure there'll be many people and parents listening to this that can't possibly imagine this for their child. Man, this world sure is a tough place for some people. Fortunately for Trez, she made her way towards the truth and she now leads a completely different, happy life with God and the love of the fellowship. Enjoy. Welcome, Trez, to Revival on the Air Today podcast. Hi. Thanks for coming. <laughs> We're at the end of a pretty amazing weekend at MYC, actually just north of your hometown. Yes, 20 minutes away. 20 minutes away. So north of Wollongong at Stanmore Tops. Yep. What a sensational weekend. Yes, I absolutely loved it. I think it just brings you back into what the Lord's done for us. Yeah. We finished it off with a pretty amazing event. Yes, we did. We had a baptism, close friends baptism. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. She gave a great testimony on stage about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Great way to finish off a it's... weekend. So let's talk about your journey with God. Where did it start for you? Um, it started, well, not that long ago. It was two years ago. Yep. So before that, I was brought up a Catholic. Yep. And um, we would go to church on Sundays, my dad, my mom, and my brother. Yeah. Yeah, like we'd go to church on Sundays and that's how I knew God, like saying prayers, going on my knees before bedtime. And um, my parents split up when I was eight years old, Mm -hmm. so mum stopped coming along and she would say, oh, you know, there's hypocrites. She would say like, oh, in the Catholic church, you know, they would go in there and praise God and kiss the statues and all yeah. these things and then they would go out and they'd talk about someone and she just didn't like that and she would say to me and my brother oh, I don't need to go you know I have a relationship with God and you know you just need to pray with him and I think when I got to the age of 13 um, I told my dad I don't want to go to church anymore mm-hmm. and he was fine with it at that stage like he was like oh that's okay and so I stopped going and um yeah, I had a boyfriend at 14 years old. Yep. And because um, mum and dad were split up. Um, it's pretty tough for anyone, isn't it, when yeah, that happens? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so my sister was born and her dad passed away at two years old. Right. And I remember being really heartbroken from that mm. because he was like my stepdad and yep. I really, you know, I was close with him and... I remember just crying and from there, I think I was lost as a teenager Yeah. and um, that's when I started to get into alcohol and drinking at such a young age. So how old were you at this stage? Um, 13, 14. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Do you look back now and just think, how did that possibly happen? Yeah, I I do think like that. Like, that's why I think I get emotional when I bring up my sister's name because... She's totally different to me, you know, and that's such a blessing Mm. because I wouldn't want her to go through what I went through. Like I was her age and going to parties and drinking and, you know, trying not every drug, but I tried, you know, marijuana when I was young. I didn't like it, but, um, yeah, just... I imagine there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this and just go, I just don't. I just don't understand. Yeah, I just don't will. understand I, how at 14... Yeah, I've had people say that to me, like, mm. how could that happen? Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's the world. 
you of know, course it is. Yeah, it's the world and I think when you're a teenager you get lost sometimes. Yep. You know, you don't know the way to go. Yep. But and you just search, don't yeah. you? You know, you look for yeah. look for everything this world yeah. has on offer to see if you can find your purpose and meaning. Yeah. And like even back then I remember like at that stage I had a boyfriend mm. and I was so young and my relationship with him wasn't good. Like it was abusive and I remember just praying back then, like, God, get me out of this. I don't want to be in this anymore. Mm. Like, break us up, break us up. Because every time I'd try and leave, he'd, you know, threaten me. Mm. Like that he would, you know, try, you know, do the wrong thing. And, yeah, I'd pray back then because I always remembered what my mum said. Like, you still have a relationship with God. So that went on for years. And, you know, I still made it through high school. Mm. I finished year 12. You know, there was times where I felt there were so many people around me, but I was so alone. Like, mm. I just wanted my mom, and she wasn't there at the time. Like, she was more focused on, like, her partner. Um, he went through motor neuron, so her wow. focus was yeah. always on, you know, helping her partner yeah. get through it. And I felt like what I was going through wasn't as bad as what she had to deal with at the time. And, um, yeah, so... So back then I used to go clubbing all the time. You know, when I hit 18, I would go out with my friends and most of my friends are my ex-partner's cousins and they're such a big family. Yeah. And um, they call me their family. Mm. Her mum calls me her daughter. And, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I remember uh, at the age of 19 we moved in with my mum and her partner at the time, her partner passed away from motor neuron Mm. and that was hard as well seeing that and um yeah so we moved back into my mum's house me and my partner and I was like you know it's your turn now to live with me yep you know it's your turn to put up with my family because I've put up (laughs) with your family for so long you know I was thinking you know because we were together for five years Mm. and people they're like oh when are you gonna have a baby and we're so young still like only 19 20 when are you gonna have a baby when you and I think it got to us and, you know, I wanted a child. Yeah. At such a young age as well, I wanted to be a mum. And um, my son came along mm-hmm. and that was a big blessing to me. I think from when I had him, I always felt like a single parent. Yeah. I always felt it's just me and my son. And I just remember praying, Lord, help me get out of this relationship. Mm. And at one point I was like, please cheat on me because that's how depressed I was. I was unhappy and, um, yeah, and then I think a week later I found out that he was with another girl. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was upsetting at the time, but at the same time it's, it is a blessing, especially, like, to get out of a domestic violence relationship. Mm. Like, you hear so many women, it's so hard for them to get out. Yeah. And... Yeah, so I got out of that relationship, but it wasn't easy. Like, it it took a year for him, you know, he wanted me back, and it was back and forth, back and forth. And... And I imagine with your son involved too. Yeah, and it was hard. Mm. Like, my son was only one and a half. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's not easy because he's like, oh, can I talk to him? And obviously my my son can't pick up a phone and call him. Like, I have to be the one in between. Yeah. And I remember... Just, I was just so sick of it. Like, I just did not want to be in that relationship mm. anymore. I didn't want to go back. And it's like the Lord kept telling me, don't go back. Yeah. 
and you know um, he would do a nice thing for me and then I still wouldn't take him back mm. it was just like the Lord you know even I didn't have the Holy Spirit then but I you know I feel like he had his hand on me from that point but um yes yeah, so I just remember um, him yeah just wanting me back all the time and you know I'd turn to my friends and at one time I remember telling my friend I'm so unhappy mm. I'm really unhappy, like I'm having these thoughts and, you know, it's like the friends you hang around, you know, it influences you and and at the time they were clubbing and drinking and doing drugs and I started to experiment as well Um, and I started taking cocaine and started to do pills and I never thought I would do those things. Mm. I was always the type, oh, that's too scary. Like, mm. you know, I don't want to, I don't know what's in my body. I don't know what's going to happen. And I just got to a point where I started trying these things and going to festivals and I was just so lost. Like, I thought that was my happiness. Mm. And I remember going to a festival and taking two pills and I almost died. Like, my body oh, wow. collapsed and. I was saying to my friend, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And she was like, you're not going to die, you're not going to die. And I still didn't learn from that lesson. Mm. I kept going again because I thought that was my happiness at the time, like Mm. to numb my pain. Mm. And throughout that time, I remember just laying on the bed some nights as well because I used to work a lot in um, traffic controlling. So I'd work sometimes seven days a week, six days a week and handle my son, like, you know, raise my son and... I remember just laying on the bed and closing my eyes and asking the Lord, um, you know, Lord, show me your light. Show me the truth. And these things, like, would just come out of my mouth and I'd open my eyes and I'm like, what? Why am I saying, like, these things? And, um, So yeah. obviously that was your heart. Yeah. You know? That was obviously the, your, inner, like, your inner desire to, yeah. to be shown Yeah, and way. I was like... Why am I saying show me your light? Like, yeah, and um, I remember walking into a store called Platypus and there was this um, guy in there that I knew of, like, you know, when you live in, like, a suburb, you just know of that person, you see them around, but you haven't actually met them. And I remember walking into the shop and for some reason I said to him, oh, like, this is such, like, a cool workplace. And he's like, yeah, um... And he decided to tell me, oh, I'm a Christian and I pray for this job. And he was like, you can do that too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And at that time, I didn't really think, you know, much of it. I was Mm. just like, oh, like, yeah, he's a Christian. And but fast forwarding when I was going through depression and anxiety and just laying there, I remember praying about him and I asked the Lord, if you want me to meet him, and because I thought, you know, he must know the Lord. Mm. Um, you will make a way. And, um, yeah, I met him, like, through Facebook. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So after that festival event, um, it happened another time. Yeah. Um, I went out to, it's called a pub crawl, and I went out to that on um, Christmas. And I said to myself, I'm not touching just not touching pills and all that. And I did, instead I did cocaine. Right. And this man, <laughs> I know it's so that's silly. better. I know, I know, that's where my mind was at. It was so crazy. And at that time, like, I, um, oh, 
there was a man I work with and he gave me speed. Yeah. And I never touched that before and I remember I was so like silly, like I took it and I could not go to sleep. Only person or like thing I could think of was because I was so awake. All I could think of was um, God, and I called out to God on the balcony and like not screaming out, but I just said, "God, please help me." Like I don't want to die because mm. I could feel like my body was being was about to shut down because yeah. it was so tired, dehydrated, just you know. And I remember just praying, "God, help me." And after that. Um, I couldn't go to sleep for a week and I was told I was suffering from post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Um, I remember laying there and just looking at my eyelids and asking God to help me overcome this. And I remember just like I wanted to do the right thing but I kept getting dragged into the world. Yeah. And the last time that happened was in 2015 at the end of the year was Christmas and I went out clubbing for three days straight and I remember after that just feeling so lost and I had this massive panic attack in the park and my son was there and I just kept I cried to my cousin I was like I don't know anymore I don't even know who I am I don't know what's happening with me and she said to me, like, we need to go to church. She told me a long time ago about being spirit-filled. Mm. We said together, let's go to church, because she, she felt lost too. Yeah. And, and she wasn't going anywhere. No, she yeah, wasn't okay. going anywhere. And she was sort of on a similar path, but not taking drugs, but yeah. still lost, you know, drinking. And, and I felt in my heart, yeah, I'm really going to do this, because... I don't want to live my life like this. My son, I've been so selfish, mm. not thinking about him, thinking about myself. I need to do this for me and my mm-hmm. son, you know, I need to do it. And then, um, yeah, so then the start of 2016, I started searching and um, I went to this church called The Lighthouse in mm. Wollongong. It's similar to um, Hillsong Church and... I remember just going in there every Sunday and I just really wanted the Lord. I just would take my sister, take my son, and my cousin wouldn't come along because she'd say to me, the Lord's not there. And I'm like, oh, but I still just want to make an effort. Yeah. I want to be somewhere. You know, I want the Lord. And she's like, the Holy Spirit's not there. <laughs> so like, this was the cousin? The, yeah, that had the Spirit. Had, yeah, because yeah, she spirit. received when she was 13. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, she'd just tell me, oh, it's not there. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not there? And then, yeah, I started to realise for myself that it wasn't there. Like, Mm. they kept talking about, you know, this event and that event and nothing about the Holy Spirit. It was about the music and social things. And so that was the time I I prayed and I said, I asked the Lord, because I added um, that guy on Facebook. And I could see that he was writing scriptures. Okay. And I'm like, oh, he looks like he knows the Lord. You know, um, I'd see him once. I think I saw him once walking through Wollongong and he had Jesus is coming back. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, he definitely looks like he knows That's the Lord. That's pretty bold. Yeah. <laughs> he had that, like, yeah, he had that shirt on. He'd walk around with his Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you know, he must know the Lord. And you know, I prayed about it and I said to the Lord, if you want me to meet him, you'll make it happen. And I didn't want to talk to him first. So, um, 
three months later, I was seeing a psychologist because I was told I had post-traumatic stress. And um, I remember walking into that appointment and the psychologist said to me, you are doing so well. Like, it's amazing that you... Like you don't have post-traumatic stress. You have like a bit of anxiety, but mm-hmm. you're doing so well. Like it's amazing, and that was the Lord because I kept praying that the Lord would help me to overcome yep. this. And I remember walking out and just feeling so happy. And I looked at my phone, and there was a message from that guy. Wow! And he said, "Oh, hey, my name's Koda," and I'm like. Hey, yeah, I know you sort of because like I met you in a shoe shop. He had no idea at the time. <laughs> oh, so you'd connected on Facebook yeah. on Messenger yeah. and he didn't even know who you were. No, <laughs> he just like accepted. I think he thought, oh, yeah, another person I can witness yeah. to. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, so then we started talking and I remember just asking him what's a good scripture and he's like, uh can I have your number? Because I can't tell you one good scripture. I need to explain the whole thing to you. And I'm like, okay. And he rang me up and he just, he would talk so fast. I didn't really get what he was saying at the start. Like he'd say, oh, Holy Spirit and evidence and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? And um, slowly, slowly, I think, you know, he he was patient with me at the time because I was very curious, you know, um, because I knew I wasn't meant to be in that Hillsong church. Yeah. And from the start of that year, 2016, I knew I needed to get baptized. But every time, you know, I was supposed to get baptized, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, so I ended up having a dream about him that he told me to go to a church in this suburb. So I looked up this church and um, um, it's called the Porter's House Church. And... I was like to my cousin, I'm going to go to this church. And she goes, okay, like she would follow me because she was searching as well. And we went to this church and they were all screaming out in tongues. And at that time I didn't know about the order. And I remember walking in there and I'm like, oh, yeah. And, you know, they'd say, come to the front and put your hand up, you know, give your heart to the Lord. And at the start, for some reason, like my cousin was getting it, but for me I wasn't really feeling anything. Yeah. I was like, is there something wrong? And I remember the pastor saying to me, come to the front and I can give you the spirit. He could give you the yeah. spirit. Of course. And, and just, yeah. And I was so like, I read the scriptures where it says somebody gives you the spirit. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, just, um, just say whatever comes out of your mouth. And I was really confused. And in my mind was saying, get out of there. Yeah. And I'm not the type of person to walk out of somewhere. I get embarrassed. Yeah. And we stayed and I just felt so anxious. And when we left that, um, that church meeting that night I said to my cousin I'm not going back there again and she was like don't get discouraged I'm like I'm not getting discouraged it's just it doesn't feel right I only went to that church for two weeks and I remember calling Coda up and telling him about it and I said do you want to have dinner somewhere so we met up and he brought his bible and we're sitting there and he showed me the gifts and how you're supposed to know two or three and the interpretation and prophecy and all in order and it really clicked to me and I was like whoa so this is when you were sort of referencing and an another church where yeah. they were just all talking out in yeah. tongues and whatever yeah but he was showing you in the scripture where yeah where in Corinthians it yeah. talks about it being done decently and in an yes. order and a particular and uh, in a particular way yeah yeah and I think that's where it really it clicked to me yeah that's where I was like 
Wow, because I actually saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. It wasn't him just telling me yeah. and, you know, he would show me. I would see it with my own eyes. Yeah, and then okay. and then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to come along to Revival Fellowship yeah. in Wollongong. And so I went the next week. And um, I remember walking in there and because our fellowship was small, I remember walking in there like, oh, it's like little. But I remember thinking, you know what? I'm here for the Lord. And yeah. And I prayed about being used in the church and, mm. you know, our fellowship's small, so I can be used and, yeah. you know, I can be encouraged. And, you know, um, I remember, yeah, walking in there and I just knew I wanted to stay. And I remember they had two meetings and, like, my cousins and that left and I just wanted to stay. I wanted to be mm. there. And um, the following Wednesday Bible study meeting, praying for the Spirit, I remember feeling really anxious, like, what is this? And then um, one of the sisters just told me, you know, don't be scared. You know, it's, of course it's going to be different. You know, it's the Lord. And I remember just thinking, yeah, you know, she's right. And um, I just said to them, I want to get baptized. So I got baptized um, April 17. And I knew I made the right choice. I was really happy. And Francis... Um, came along and a partner and um, one of my friends came along she lives in Cairns and she's one of the friends I can just talk to about anything yep. and I remember calling her and telling her oh I met this guy Coda you know he told me the scriptures and she's just crying because she was like that is so good because a couple of months before you were talking about going clubbing and yeah. all these things and now you want to know the Lord and it's just she was so happy for me and she came down and I was like, oh, something was really urging me for her to come to a meeting. Mm. And I was like, you need to meet this guy. He just knows the Bible so well. Like, he knows. And she came along um, to a Wednesday night Bible study. And I remember sitting there and, you know, they knew that they were going to pray for me. And they asked her. And, she, and then I remember on the way there as well saying to her, I bet you're going to receive this Holy Spirit before me. And I was just joking. <laughs> yeah, I was just joking around. And so when they asked for prayer, I said to her, I said um, to one of the sisters, oh, she wants it. She wants to pray. And I was just joking around. And my friend's like, no, I do want it. And then the sister's like, are you sure? you, you got to really want it. Yeah. And she's like, no, I do. I do. I really want to pray. And so we went up for prayer and in my pastor's house and they were away at the time. And we were praying. Um, they stopped us and they said to us, you know, like said to Carla, um, you know, the Lord is calling you. And she just started crying because she didn't know like about receiving the Holy Spirit. She'd never heard it before. She just started crying and we prayed again and she received right wow. next to me. Wow. And I was like, whoa, like I've never seen that. Yeah, of you course. Know? And it's such a blessing because... I hear of people like, well, I heard like, you know, people that don't even get to see that. And mm. I've like, I'm not even, you know, I haven't received it and I get to see my friend. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was such a blessing. I also remember at the same time, like walking down and I felt like this little bit of sadness because I'm like, oh, what about me? Like, am I even going to get this? Yeah. Like, and I remember sitting outside with Koda and he said to me, I remember crying and he, 
not crying a lot, but I had tears. And he said, that's a good thing because the Lord sees that you want it. And I remember the, the next day Barry called me and said, oh, would you like to have coffee? And I'm like, yes, yes. And um, so me and my friend, we went over there and we went back to the place and um, we started praying and I started to see this flashing in my face. Like, I know it was just like a light and my heart started to race and my tongue started to change. And I remember just like, oh, what was that? And I remember asking Barry, like, oh, did I receive? Did I receive? And he was like, um, oh, you were close. <laughs> I'm like, what? What do you mean? What was that? And he's like, we can have more prayer. Do you want more prayer? Like, he never gave up on me. Yeah. And I think that's what kept me going as well. Yeah. Just the love and the support. Like, he never gave up. And I remember going downstairs and going on my knees and asking the Lord, I really want this. And going back up and saying, yep, I'm ready for prayer again. And I just received. Yeah. And I was just so happy. Like, So you just, yeah. new tongue. Yeah. yeah right. And me and my friend could share it together. Like, yeah. we were just, because I seen her, like, she slept over that night when she received. And she just looked so, I don't know, she just looked glowing. Yeah. Yeah, looking yeah. so happy. And um, I felt so good. Like, I just wanted to tell my cousin. Yeah. I rang her straight away and she was just so happy for me. Yeah. Because she tried to explain to me so many years, like, what it felt well, like. Yeah. And she can't, she couldn't explain it. And I think when I received, um, I just felt so good. Like, I felt so happy. Hmm. You know, I knew that the Lord was real and... Um, so how did your life change after that? It changed a lot. <laughs> so, like, I stopped drinking before coming to Revival, but that was only, like, three months. Yeah. But I believe that was the Lord. He took that desire away from me. Um, stopped going clubbing. Um, don't want to think about drugs at all. Yeah. Like, I don't even... I don't even like to talk about it, but so I So the thoughts and desires yeah. to do that are just it gone. Just, it, it, yeah, it's gone. Even when my friends would ask me to come out, I just, I didn't want to go. Like, I didn't want to put myself into that temptation. Mm. Like, I think because I was so new in the Lord, I didn't want something to pull me away from the Lord because I knew that I had it good. I knew that he was the only one that was there for me when I had nobody. Mm. Like, yeah, and I just didn't want that to be ruined. Mm, so It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it changed. And um, a lot of people have come along after me. They haven't stuck in the law, but so they've... family yeah. members and friends and stuff? Yeah, so uh, if you want to hear the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a fair few. Um, and so did they see the change in you? Yeah, I think they did, yeah. I, I remember my mum... I remember Pastor Tim and Sharon and Barry and Claire, like that, because Mum used to have a coffee shop and they'd go over there sometimes and talk to the talk to her and ask her, "Oh, do you think your daughter's changed?" My mum's like, "Yeah," because it used to be, you know, snappy all the time. I didn't want to talk to my mum. I didn't, you know, want to deal with the things that were affecting me. Yeah, I think they do see the change in me, especially my friends. Like there were tough times where. They said something like, oh, you know, Trez believes in the Lord now. Is she going to judge us? Is she not going to be our friend anymore? And I just remember crying and just thinking, like, the Lord protects us and he knows 
if he removes friends from our lives, he will replace them yeah. with positive people and yeah. people that uplift you. And he did that. So many people I've met in the Lord that are so positive and uplifting and encourage me to, you know, be a better person and bring forth good fruits. There's about 150 yeah, there's a lot. people here this there's weekend. Lot, yeah, there's so many people. So it's like, you know, at the time you want to cry, like thinking, oh, you know, my friends that have been there for so long, like we're not the same anymore. Mm. And it's like you start to drift and drift and mm. drift from them. But then, you know, you see the brighter side. It's like the Lord bless me in so many ways, so many people. And like meeting people in the Lord that you've never met before and they're like, yeah, come over or, you know, stay at our place. And like, it's so hospitable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the things that I've just, that just really struck with me this weekend yeah. was seeing all these young people mm. together and just the love they have for each other. Yeah. And the love they have for the yeah. Lord is just mind blowing. Yeah. It is so cool. Yeah. And, uh, and that really resonated through this weekend. Yes. Amen. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, must be hard to look back on that 14-year-old girl. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it must yeah, be hard to reconcile that that's who you were yeah. once upon a time. I know, it is It is hard. Thankfully the Lord called you, hey? Yeah, thank God. And, like, it is such a blessing to see, you know, my mum received. Mm-hmm. She was having a hard time with her partner at the time and yeah. she lived at my place for a bit and... It was funny because my dad came first. Yep. He came to see what I got myself into. He yep. thought I was getting brainwashed and, <laughs> <laughs> and in a cult and all these things. And he came along and he said to me, oh, love, this isn't for me. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's okay. And um, my mum came along. And then mum came along to a meeting and they were having prayer for another boy from Papua New Guinea. And Pastor Tim said to mum, oh, would you like to have some prayer? And... She was like, mm, and I just said to her, what do you have to lose? Yeah. And she goes, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll go. And then um, she went, and apparently she was the loudest. Like, yeah. she had a big outpouring, and she came out, and she um, sort of slapped me on my arm. <laughs> Not badly, but she was like, oh, look, look what you did. <laughs> but she was so happy. Yeah. And then um, through that, my sister came, and my sister... You know, she was scared at the start. She was only 13 years old and she was like, oh, is it scary to receive? Is it scary to receive? And throughout that time, my other friend came along and she received and my sister said to her, is it scary? And she goes, no, it's not scary. So her and mum went home. Um, My sister and my mum went home and they had prayer in in my lounge room and Ellie ended up calling me and she started crying and saying, oh, sis, I received the Holy Spirit. And she wanted to get baptized straight away. Yeah. And she did, like, yeah, it's just such a blessing to see that she wanted to, like, nobody forced her. She wanted to make yeah. that decision. And even when she tells her testimony, it's funny because she says, my sister, like, she was a party animal, like, you know, she'd party all the time. And then all of a sudden she's listening to Christian music and she thought I was crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what's happening to my sister? And I would tell her, like, about the Lord and I think at the time I was so excited that I didn't mean to scare her but she says that I scared her but I was like the Lord's coming back and I think once she received and got baptised she realised 
you know, my sister did it because mm. she loved me. And we talked a little bit about change at this camp, yeah. didn't we? And about yeah. how change can really scare people. Yes. Well, especially when they, you, know, you see it in others. I can imagine having her seeing you have such yeah. a massive transformation would be a bit intimidating. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, anyway, now she's part of that change too. Yeah, That's cool. She is. She is, and she's um, growing in the Lord, you know, meeting. Yeah teenagers her age and I think that's just a big blessing in yeah. its own yeah. you know um, we don't have much youngies in Wollongong but you know I was very encouraged to go to a teens camp yeah. um, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into and I wanted to go because I wanted her to make friends mm. and I didn't even know that the fellowship was that big yeah. like from Wollongong we've got 10 people and I didn't know it was you know that that big and we went along together and she was really anxious mm. and so was I and I remember I had to be a team leader for f- I think five girls and I remember just praying every day, Lord, just use me, just mm. use me, whatever you need me to do and yeah, it was just a blessing because even the young teenagers, like they encourage you so much by what they say. I'd have prayer with the girls in the morning, like like we'd just say what we're thankful for and the things that came out of their mouth was just so amazing. Like it encouraged me because I'm like, <laughs> wow, like at their age I was, you know, doing another thing and they're like, you know, really thanking the Lord. And by the end of that camp, Ellie just made so many friends and I was just like, you know, thank you, Lord. Because mm. I think, you know, that's what she needed because she was starting to not fall away but she wasn't as interested because she's oh no one's here my age and you know now we can go to teens weekends and go to teens camps and you know she's got that support mm. yeah. I think I mean I grew up in a in a small fellowship myself and there wasn't a lot of young people yeah. there either and yeah. uh, even harder back then because we didn't have you know Facebook and other yeah. things to keep in touch with yeah. but it is uh, it is amazing the, mm. the wonderful bond of the spirit between the young people around our fellowship around yeah. the country and mm. around the world yeah. it's amazing I believe so. <laughs> well, thank you heaps for sharing your testimony. Okay. I know it was a bit of a last minute. Yeah. Quick before we run home, yeah, before I go back to Adelaide, yeah. and before you go back down to the gong, as yeah. they call it. Yeah. Um, but thank you heaps. It was, uh, it was great spending time and listening to your testimony. Thank you for having me. Good on you. A big thanks to Trez for agreeing to share her testimony with us with very, very little notice from me. And no doubt she thanks God for calling her to be one of his, for a life truly transformed by the power of God. At NYC, our brother Dan Frost ran a workshop for our young people on the topic of social media, and he asked the question of the group, what would Jesus do with social media? It's a great question, and prompts us to consider how we can use it to spread the good news. So why not share this podcast with others using your social media platform? We've got plenty more episodes to come, so make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast app. And until next time, God bless.